You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning and welcome to Great Pets. I'm Brian Kilcommons and I'm with uh, Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital. And we're here for you. Give us a call at 1-888-441-9876. We're going to be talking to Gary McPhee from Home Again, which is a microchip company, and seeing what you get for what you pay for and uh, why it's important to do. And then there's a little issue in Lynn, Massachusetts. Um, someday, <laughs> these politicians are actually going to read. I'm not sure when, but sooner or later, because the stuff that they're pulling is just beyond. It's just so... Stupid. What are they doing down there? Tell us about Lynn, 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 Massachusetts. You know, there are all these communities that have started to pass breed-specific legislation. Oh, sure. So they're saying pit bull terriers, pit bull type dogs. What people don't understand is that they're, you know, grabbing our property based on how it looks. Not for any reason that the dog is a danger to the community. And they all, hold, you know, do this crusade that we're making our community safer. No, you're not. Right. You're not addressing dangerous dogs on the whole. I don't care what breed. Right. You're increasing costs. You're cutting budgets for animal control. And you guys need to hold these dogs, give them the needle, and then deliver the body bags to the family and tell them they're going to be safer. You um, know what? Last week, Brian, out of the entire week, the nicest dog, and I see a lot of dogs every week, the nicest dog was a what? Well, a pit bull type of dog. American Staffordshire Terrier. Right. He, this dog, she, rather, it was beautiful. Hey, we got a call. We got Margaret from uh, Summersworth. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. How are you guys today? Very well, thank you. Just calling to say Happy Easter. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, going with the bratty cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And skip the chicks and rabbits. But besides that, Happy uh -huh. Easter. How can we help you? That's not home, just, that's why I really call for it to, to catch my cats. I get them stuff to play with, but they're like the other the kids. They'd rather play with a box than the toy. Or a paper bag. Oh, yeah, I got two down now. They run in. Oh, I know they do. Yeah. You know, it's a good trick is use a carrier. You know, the soft carriers? Uh-huh. Instead of using the bag, use the carrier. Get them to run in and out of that so when you have to travel with them, they're used to it. Well, that's a good idea. Who would think? That's our job, Margaret. <laughs> that's why we do this show every that's Sunday right. morning. Oh, listen, you know what? I got a story for you. Some friends of ours, they go to Florida in the winter, right? Right. And her, well, her cat died before she left. Um, he was 17, but <clears throat> she got another one. for. She had it for three months. So they went to Florida, right? Well, then in the meantime, their, one of their pipes burst in their house, and they had to come back. So let's see, so the cat down there, and they adopted the cat, and they took the cat, the second cat, to Florida. Well, one day they thought the cat had gone out, and they couldn't find it and find it for days, right? So across the way, there was these, it's supposed to be this um, thing of feral cats. So the neighbor said, well, they probably went and joined that. What, joined the feral cats? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the cats are now packing? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so that's what they told him, right? So in the meantime, she goes and gets another cat and adopts that kitten, a kitten, Right. Right. So it was five days before they were going to come back to New Hampshire. She was she was getting into her cabinet in one of her drawers, and then she pulled it out, and there was the cat. After five days? Twenty? No, twenty-three days. Wow. 20, 
The Jeez. cat was still alive. Were they losing their hearing or what? No, this cat doesn't cry, and I don't know why it didn't scratch or anything. They can't understand it because they were there, and then, well, the, it just, it never this, cried. This doesn't make sense. A cat can't live in a drawer for 23 days without food and water. We don't know how it did. We don't, they don't know. It was Honest probably God, room service. The, the cat knew how to dial. <laughs> it's awful like this miracle cat and you know the, the neighbor brought her little dog in and the little dog kept going around the house and she, the, cat, the neighbor says that cat's in this house then he circled around where the cabinet was too he knew that cat was in there yeah, I think that cat was getting in and out did she have her cats microchipped? Um, we're going to be talking about that next segment and it's oh, a good yeah, idea I, for I, I was listening to that. Do you have to renew that every year? Well, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. So the answer to that is no, but you can. There is a renewal fee that includes benefits, but we're going to be talking about that with the, uh, okay. the owner of the company. Yeah, right? what the most cost-effective way is going about uh, doing this. Yeah. But I think any, anybody who has a pet should have a microchip. Yeah, but how do the, how do the cats survive for 23 days? Uh, that's a good, you know, uh, look, I mean, you, you saw some of the stuff that happened down in Haiti, right? And you saw mm. some of the, the horrific stuff, and all of a sudden there were some people, but Brian is yeah. right, 23 days without water is incompatible with life. So somehow, yeah. somebody's, you know, something happened, so. Yeah. A miracle, that, that's yeah. all they call it. The cat learned how to get in and out of the cabinet and knew where it was comfortable and safe. Yeah, but it was definitely getting in and out. Margaret, thanks for your call. We appreciate you listening, and have a great Easter. You won't be on next week, will you? Yes. yes. Easter. Oh, okay. we're, yeah. yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about what people are doing on Easter, which is getting bunnies. So we're going to be. That's right. They don't need to get those bunnies for them kids. They're you got it. Because there's a lot of bunnies right now that are looking for homes, and uh, Easter is not the time to get them. And we'll be addressing that. And a, you know, would be a nice. Oh, you know, would be a nice idea, Margaret, for people to do. Cochico Valley Humane Society has rabbits there. Mm. Take the kids. Learn about rabbits. Let them pet the rabbits and don't bring them home. Unless, no, you decide, you, unless you decide to adopt. That's right. You should be doing that today before Easter, I think. Uh, I think we just did. Yeah, okay, good. We, yeah, we went to the, there was a fundraiser last weekend, too, at the, yeah. the Cuchico. The, the dessert tasting. Oh, my gosh. Well, good for you for supporting them. Oh, I went. I bid on stuff and everything. It was fun. We had good. a good time. Good. Great. A little sugar rush? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Good, but terrible. Just... All righty. Thanks, Margaret. Have <laughs> a great day, me. love. Yeah, bye. Bye. So, uh, yeah, a little sugar rush to get your bidding on the items. Wine works pretty well, too, at these oh, events. Oh, yeah, you re really. Give them a couple of drinks and make them competitive. Before you know it, those arms and numbers are going <laughs> up. <laughs> Give us a call, 1-888-441-9876. And we're going to be on with Gary McPhee from Home Again Microchip. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step -step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. 
Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Hi, and welcome to the Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Colleen Safford. Each week, we'll focus on different topics, child pet safety, child pet training, just how to make an appropriate pet selection for your family. All of these things will be covered in each one of our episodes. So we hope that you will join us at The Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Brian Kilcommons, and I'm with my co-host, Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital, and we have Gary McPhee, who's the general manager of Shearing Plow's Home Again Microchip, and we're talking about microchips. Hey, Gary. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How's the microchip business? <laughs> it's excellent. That's <laughs> right to the chase, doesn't he, Gary? Uh, thanks for calling in this morning. Sure, you bet. There are, have been so many different ways of providing identification in pets over the years. We can talk about collars. We can talk about tags. You know, and it, it, recently, Gary, I had some somebody come in with a tattoo, and they right. mentioned to me about a tattoo registry. And I kind of looked at him as a veterinarian, and I said, look, if I'm not familiar with this tattoo registry, I mean, don't you think I should be? Right. So, so w- w- how did this whole, whole you know, microchip thing evolve? Well, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, we're looking for a better way to, um, to identify pets, uh, to identify them permanently and, and uniquely. And really, that's what a microchip does. And, and it's important, I think, to understand that that's, that's exactly what it does, right? It's an implantable, uh, very, very small, um, passive piece of technology. sits just under the skin. And it, so it's always there. Unlike a collar, it can't fall off, right? It's, it will last for the life of the pet because it's not really electrically charged at all or any kind of active component. So it's permanent and it's unique and it identifies your pet. Right. But there have been some challenges with this, Gary, right? As far as there are, what, five different companies, five different chips, five different registries? Right, correct. So, and, and the good news here is that, you know, the challenges that of, uh, and I'll say the recent past, you wouldn't have to go back more than just a few years for there to have been, you know, a lot of confusion about these different frequencies and, and different registries, but that has really been solved here in the last about 12 months, and very happy to talk about that. So, and it begins with um, convergence to a single global standard for microchip frequencies, and you know it's called the the ISO stands for International Standards Organization. Right, it's which, is, which Europe and Canada is on. Exactly, and, and that's been the thing. You know, the U.S. We're not always good, right, with our global standards, <laughs> as you know, in any field, <laughs> in any field of study. Uh, it, the globe is is usually the United States here. But Gary, and, Gary uh, so, just just for our listeners' benefit, what we're referring sure. to is that there are other microchips all out there, except for you know, other than Home Again, where if you bring your pet in and you have one of these, we call them a wand, they're not picking up the chip. Right, so that's that's what you're referring to, is that? Yeah, and again, that goes back now several years in, in what you're talking about. Now we refer to this as a scanner. So the way the the technology works, the microchip is implanted in the pet, and it's read by a handheld device called a scanner. Right. 
And uh, so, again, if you go back several years, well, you needed the right scanner to scan the right microchip. Yes. And so two developments have happened. One is universal scanners now, which, of course, Home Again has, and, and we, uh, we've deployed those very liberally to all the shelters and, and clinics in the country. How about police departments? Uh, do, you, do you do it with the police departments? Uh, you, know, you know, we do. I mean, not, not all police departments are, um, are active. You know, in many cases, they'll just uh, turn the animal over to animal care and control or to a shelter or a veterinarian if they ask where for the one, scanners live. If, the, if a police department were to ask for one, would you, would you sell it to them? Do you, would you give them one? How would that play? Uh, uh, well, we've, we've done both. I mean, okay. some have approached us to just purchase the units so they can be um, active in, in, uh, in recovering pets. Others, you know, have, have asked for a donation, and we've done that. Sure. Well, one of the mm -hmm. things I like about Home Again, uh, I did a segment about microchipping on the Weather Channel. And Home Again cooperated on that. And in fact, gave one of their universal scanners to Cochico Valley. Yes. Right. So they exactly. have one. So it makes it a lot easier. So they don't need five different scanners. They just need one. Yeah. That's exactly the solution. So universal standard for the chip frequency and universal scanners. And that's really what's happening. Right. But here. are we there with the universal chip frequency? Well, so there are four of the five uh, microchipping companies in uh, in this country offer now the uh, the universal standard microchip frequency. So we're just about there. And for the for the one remaining uh, company that, that isn't on board yet, the good news is our again our universal scanners and and those of other companies will read both types of chips. All right, and that reads the Avid chip also. Correct. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Now, okay, we finally got some. Uh, even playing field with the chips and being able to read the chips, what about the databases? Because we had five, you know, if you, you were a home again client, then you went home again. If you were an avid client, avid. You know, Banfield, same thing. Is there now a database that houses all the data from the different companies? So, yeah, we have uh, worked in conjunction with the uh, American Animal Hospital Association to create something called the Pet Microchip Lookup. Uh, tool and it's actually a website that uh, many of the registries, now not all, but three of the major five uh, U.S. registries are all participants in the tool. And all it does is, you know, you type in a microchip number if you were an animal control officer, and you you scan the pet. You type in the the uh, the microchip number, the unique ID, and it would call out to each of the participating microchip registries, That's great. which would respond to say, hey, I have the registration, I have the pet owner information for that microchip, and that's the way we're solving the issue here. Who are the two registries. companies that aren't cooperating, Gary? So we have, um, uh, well, 24 Pet Watch is a company uh, headquartered in Canada that sells in the U.S. market, is not yet part of the, um, the tool, and um, Avid is not yet part of the tool, but uh, the other companies, Home Again is one, American Kennel Club, and, and Bear Animal Health, which has the product called Rescue. Uh, the three of us are all members of the and, and is that accessible through the American Animal Hospital Association's website? It's actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a URL. It's a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, oh, uh, oh, good. Easy to remember. <laughs> but, you know, but, well, but, but listen, this is important because it, this is yeah because you know this you know I could tell you I'll tell you a story when it's all done too about recently about a pet that did get lost and guess what it it did come back and I want to hear some good stories on your end of how right, how important bet. it is to have these microchips. You bet. Yeah. So the so the uh, website it's called petmicrochiplookup.org, all one word petmicrochiplookup. Dot O-R-G. All right, I like it. And 
that will get you. So it's you can remember it because it's the pet microchip lookup tool. Excellent. And uh, you go to the site and you'll see it there. And it's you know it's not password protected. We're trying to get pets reunited with their owners, so it's available to anybody, veterinarians, shelters, and we'd like to see this be the first place everybody goes when they uncover microchip to make sure it's found. Well, you know, as far as whether it's home again or another company on my decision making, chipping our pets, I want to be one of the businesses uh, that is involved in this website where it's one database. You know, again, if you have three people, three different companies cooperating and two not cooperating, if I have a chip from one of those companies, I go to their database, it's really confusing and it really puts a lot of onus on the shelters to figure out what's going on. So congrats on the American Animal Hospital Association website. Right. Gary, we're going to go to break. Um, you're going to stick with us? You bet. Terrific. Th think of some good stories, Gary. <laughs> All right. <no> <laughs> Give us a call, 1-888-441-9876. Do you microchip your pet? Think it's a good idea. Give us a call. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. I'm Dr. Jim McKiernan with Brian Kilcommons, and we are with Gary McPhee. We are talking about microchipping this morning, which is a terrific topic that it was probably long overdue for us to talk about. Um, I want to come right out and say from the get-go, yes, you know, everyone knows I'm a veterinarian, but every pet should be microchipped. And, um, that's and just, why is that, Dr. Jim? Well, we're going to, you know what, let's ask Gary that. Gary, why, and let me, let me throw you, there's a better way to do it. Let me throw you what I have heard from some of the clients who don't want to do it. All right, you ready, for, ready, Gary? Sure, you bet. I have an indoor cat, never goes outside. Why do I need to microchip that cat? Right. So here's a great, uh, we've got some uh, uh, terrific uh, examples of why it's so important. What happens when, in fact, somebody else is watching your indoor cat? Now, we see this very often. 
So the cat's used to the behaviors of its owner, but sometimes, you know, there's somebody watching your cat, and guess what? They leave the door cracked. They're not familiar with the cat's habits. Zoom, out the door it goes. Yep. Absolutely, it happens. I'm looking at a story here. In fact, we have on our Home Again website um, found pet stories. It's terrific because people who get their pets back, you can imagine how pleased they are. And we always ask if they would please share their stories on our website at homeagain.com. And uh, there's a cat here, Sen Sen, and it's an indoor cat as well. But guess what? They relocated to a new apartment complex. And one day, Sen is just gone, right? Has found some way out of that apartment, you know, just exploring. And uh, fortunately, in this case, we, uh, we offer the creation of lost pet posters, and they simply used our website, created the lost pet posters, hung them around the complex, and fortunately, the cat was found after about a week out in the cold, um, so it was a happy reunion. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good story. You know, I want to really kind of talk about this as well. That This is not LoJack, Gary, right? I mean, this is not a, tra- this is not a tracking device where it's going to find you a pet, you know, bunkered down in, the, you know, in a warm spot. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, it's and that could be a concern. You know, there are some uh, individuals who, and and I think all of us to a certain degree are, you know, we guard our privacy and and we're worried about that, and we don't want to be tracked necessarily. Have our pets actively tracked, and so a microchip. It's called radio frequency ID. Um, which means it has to be activated to to produce a signal. In fact, to signal its unique identity. And the mechanism for activating the microchip is the handheld scanner that the veterinarians and the folks working in the shelters will use when the pet is lost and it's scanned. Only then will the chip be read. And so privacy is maintained uh, throughout. There's a situation now. There was a, a woman that was driving in her car with her two dogs. She got in a car accident. One dog hung out, the other one. In fact, people, listen up, around exit 8, there's a yellow lab running around that was in that car accident that they're trying to catch. Oh, gosh. Well, the thing is, as far as we don't know how, a lot of times they'll hang around the scene of the accident about a half mile, but they may travel further. So if she gets picked up, if she's microchipped, she'll be able to be re-identified. Also, you said that you'll do posters for people. Yeah, that's right. We this is something unique with Home Again. We we don't think uh, pet recovery should be a passive activity. You know that we just all kind of hope the pet's found and hope it's scanned correctly. We think you know there should be a proactive aspect to this as well. And so we have. Um, what we call pet rescuers. In fact, anyone listening can sign up at home again um, absolutely free as a pet rescuer. And in doing so, you'll receive lost pet notices within your zip code, right, within a radius. In fact, you get to select the radius with which you'd like to begin receiving these uh, lost pet notices. And so they're sent via email, but they can also be printed and, and posted as a as a poster. And so if you were a Home Again member and you lost your pet, we would, in fact, counsel you through the process of how you can be proactive as well using the, um, the features that are available in our system. All right. Well, let, let's talk about costs here. Go, Dr. Jim. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Go, Dr. Jim. <laughs> Sounds like a race. Um, yeah, Gary. I mean, we, we know that. I mean, I'm, I use Home Again. I should probably tell people that as well, that we, we that is the chip that we have always used at my animal hospital, so I am comfortable with it. Um, when the pet is lost and, and, like, if someone comes to my clinic and says, we found this dog, what do I do, Gary? I pull out my scanner, and I come up with a number, and we contact it, right? Right. But now, um, what if th- th- there's a fee, there's an extra fee involved with people 
that wasn't there in the past. And Brian and I were talking about it off air, but let, can you give us a little insight as to what it is, some kind of additional registry that you can be on, like an annual fee? Well, so yeah, so here's um, here's how the Home Again program works. Now, typically, you would, if a, a practicing veterinarian would um, would microchip a pet and charge a pet owner, and I don't know what you charge, Jim, but somewhere usually around forty dollars, maybe forty to fifty dollars to implant the Home Again microchip in the pet. Oh, he, char- now, he charges triple that. Is that right? <laughs> no. I don't know what no, he charges. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's probably around that number. Yeah. I love now the pet. I wish you so, could see the look he just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, keep going, so the, Gary. So the pet owner receives lifetime registration in the Home Again beta, database, meaning their contact information, their name, address, phone number, email address will be held in the Home Again database for the life of that pet. And they'll be able to update that information if they should move. They can do that via the website. They can do it through a call to our call center. Gary, and that's, one minute since you mentioned this. Go ahead. Because one of the mm-hmm. things that people don't realize, and I think one of the biggest challenges that you have is, as a registry in reuniting pets, people do not upgrade their information. That's if, correct. You know, that is, if you have a chip, you've got to pay attention make sure that that is upgraded if you move and people don't think about it a lot of times so it ends at a lost trail so as far as people do you send out notices for people to update information we do and so that's kind of the second part of the story we will um, contact you periodically multiple times throughout the year uh, we offer a newsletter, for example, an electronic newsletter. We also uh, have other means where we will uh, we, we do things kind of a little bit similar to what magazine subscriptions do, meaning use the uh, U.S. Postal Service National Change of Address Registry. So if you did move, we're going to try to to locate you and, and make sure we contact you and suggest you keep your pet owner information up to date at the Home Again site. So these are all active steps that, because we think we, you know, this needs to work well, and it only works well if the pet owner information is, in fact, the latest information that's available. Okay. So the extra services that you reference, I mean, we do some very unique things. We have a, a service called Travel Assistance. If your pet uh, were to be lost more than 500 miles away, we pay the first $500 of travel costs to reunite your pet with you. And it happens more often than you might think. <laughs> and this is and part have, of that, again, this would be part of that adi- uh, annual fee that they would pay you? Yeah, so okay. the first year of all of the services I'm going to mention, that first year is included in the one price you pay to your veterinarian. So you get the first 12 months of travel assistance. And it's not just your veterinarian, though, Gary. I mean, it's the, every every shelter now, you know, exactly. d- does not adopt out a pet without the microchip. Right. You know? And so any pet that's microchipped for the first 12 months, yep. again, you're registered for life, always right. be in the database, can always update it. For the first 12 months, you receive travel assistance. We offer something called lost pet medical insurance, so that's a $3,000 policy. It covers injuries while your pet is lost. Oh, wow, okay. That's, okay, that's, the, that's proactive, um, the proactive email alerts to the pet rescuers is included. Can I mention something and, on that, Gary? Can I just chime sure, in for a second? Do. This is important. Uh, the number of times that pets are lost, there always is a veterinary bill, sometimes sizable. By the time you run blood screens, you give supportive care because they're, they're always dehydrated. So for an additional, what is it? Sixteen dollars is that what you said? So six, sixteen ninety nine is the uh, yeah. is the annual fee, and so again, at the end of those first twelve months, we're going to suggest to to all of, of our home again members that they renew that valuable subscription service for okay. another year. But it's totally optional; it's completely up to the pet owner. All right, if they don't renew that, they're still in your database, correct? That's correct. Absolutely. Okay. 
Cool. Hey, um, one of the things that you had mentioned was the American Animal Hospital, and I have not been notified by them that this pet microchip lookup.org, and I am a member, so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to contact AHA on that one and say, hey, that, that's a good information, you know. I think that would be absolutely terrific. Well, we would love that. We're, 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 we would absolutely love it. We're going to put a marketing effort behind this as well and make sure that every shelter, every veterinarian is going to hear about this tool and, and, and use it because it's so important to, to be able to bridge these, uh, these registries. Um, talk to us about your involvement or association with the American Kennel Club. Now, we all know the AKC is a, a registry in and amongst themselves. But now, you can't get certain things unless they're microchipped, right? I mean, you can't get part of their data on their database. Uh, are you familiar with that? Uh, you know, I you know, so American Kennel Club obviously they they operate the purebred um, breed registry, yes. you know, distinct from a, a registration or for um, for pet recovery services. They also have a companion animal recovery service that is a is a competitor to um, to Home Again. Yeah. Um, so there's no affiliation between okay. us and them. I'm, I'm not familiar with the constraint. Well, what I was referring to is that when you do register your pet, and a lot of people do it for breeding purposes, that they will not put, and this was before they even got into their own brand, they would not allow you access to their Internet site or to the, you know, their pedigrees online unless you, your pet was microchipped. So they were really oh, pushing okay. this microchip early on. So. I gotcha. Yeah. What about um, abscesses? I mean, uh, you know, in 19, gosh... 80 going way back um right i remember when avid first came out i did see a microchip that had migrated actually migrated down the arm and it yeah. was the, the it appeared out of the foot and uh i'm not to say that avid causes abscesses because any dog or cat can have a reaction to it but is there a reaction rate to the microchips that are put in is there well so we um you know, because we're a, a an animal health company and we offer vaccines and parasiticides, a full um, range of products, we actually use the same process for tracking adverse events with our microchips. Even though we're not required to by law, we do. We use the exact same process to track adverse events and reactions and microchips. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, the incidence is far, far, far less than it is in any of our other products, right, which have active ingredients that, in some cases, trigger an yeah. immune reaction. You can imagine the... But you'll hear that from people. You'll hear it. Right? There's going to be a reaction. And I can tell you, you know how many I've seen? Not, oh. None. Zero. Yeah. I have not seen it, any reaction. The other thing I've heard, yeah. and, and this is, again, you know, this is just wives' tales and stuff, but as far as it, they cause cancer. The microchips can cause cancer. Is there any viable data that would lead to this type I, of statement? I have not seen anything, anything like that. So right, nor nor have we. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's basically a wives' tale. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Gary, you gonna hold on with us? I, I will. All right. Absolutely. We have to go to break. To. We'll be back. Give us a call at one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. You're with Great Pets Live. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsaddlife.org. 
coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brian Kilcommons, still, along with Dr. Jim McKiernan, and we have Gary McPhee, who's leader of the pack over there for Home Again Microchip. Um, so, Gary, somebody gets a Home Again Microchip the first year, they get a $3,000 veterinary coverage for their pet if it's hurt? For, uh, for lo- yeah, in the case where if it's lost or injured while, um, I mean, sorry, if it's injured while lost. Injured exactly. while lost. Also, so any injury, right. $500 for costs if you lose your pet and you have to go to Chicago to pick it up from Massachusetts. That's cor- correct. All right. And also that you'll alert people that if the pet is lost, as far as printing flyers and a network that you've been developing... So people yeah, and that's right, and that's actually, you know, we didn't talk too much about it. That's the most important feature, I would say, and it's resulting in lots of recoveries. We have almost 500,000 pet rescuers signed up uh, in this country, receiving about 1.7 million lost pet notices every month. So uh, this is a big-scale uh, operation. There's a lot of people out there helping, helping recover pets. You know, it's just such it's just such common sense. You know, I wish everybody would would do it. It just it make it easier. You know, a couple of things I've run into, Gary, which has been people have requested to have their pet microchipped, and then they're already microchipped. So there have been times, even in my own place, years back, where we would give it, and they already had an Avid, or they already had a microchip. Yeah. So my advice to people out there is, before you do it, please have whoever's going to do it scan the pet first, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to get two numbers coming up. That's an excellent suggestion. Um, in fact, the, the uh, American uh, Veterinary Medical Association has has up, they've published some updated uh, recommendations around microchipping, and that's exactly what they recommend, that all veterinarians scan, in fact, scan all pets. You know, just make that part of the normal protocol. It can happen in the, you know, in the waiting room, right? It doesn't have to be done, the scanning, that is, by a veterinarian at all. It could be done by an office staff member. And, you know, if the pet is microchipped, number one, you're, you're just, you know, you want to record that. It's, again, it's a good, I, unique ID for the pet receiving treatment that day. Um, if the pet is not microchipped, it, it affords an opportunity to have that discussion with, uh, with, the, with the, the client. Um, and, you know, you'd also make sure, if, again, if it is chipped, that the chip is still functioning and operational. And to your point, um, if somebody has a chip, that already requesting another there's no need absolutely yeah. no need for a second chip how much information can that chip hold i mean would it be viable at some point that you'd be able to maintain or a dog or cat's veterinary records on that chip well um you know i mean technology is always evolving um currently i mean there are limitations to the capacity on the chip and so the you know, and of course, you get into issues as the records change. The chip would have to be, you know, that information would have to be updated. It ends up creating a lot of complexity. And so the better model really is just using the, the chip to tie, 
to information held in the database. And of course, all the medical records can be available, maintained online. They're maintained, obviously, in the practice management systems of veterinarians. And so that's really the better home for that information. And then you just need the linkage. I mean, it's, it's not. It's pet. not like your Steve Jobs at Apple, but where where do you, where do you <laughs> don't you wish, Gary? <laughs> you know, other than increasing, in, other than increasing market share in the in, you know the world and everywhere you, where you have home again. Right. Do you have any other you know desires or do goals that you would like to see your microchipping do? Um, anything? They got yeah. Well, to talk you know, about? I think that yeah. The um, you know, in terms of the the microchip itself, there are. You know, there's some research and development work going on for things like could the chip have a, you know, a membrane through, through which blood sugar levels could be detected, for example. Hmm. Right. I mean, there's an interesting application of a microchip. We we actually have a wow. product. I like um, that. Yeah, we don't generally market, but it's a temperature sensing microchip, right? So that the scanner reads both the number of the chip and also the pet's temperature. Um, so there, you know, GPS. I mean, at some point, uh, you know, I'd love to see us solve the the battery life issues of you know, and and have there be at least the option for a pet owner to have more of an active, you know, beacon style solution. You know, there are some collar or collar mounted GPS solutions starting to appear on the market where you could use a Google map, you know, and you could actually see the pets location. I mean, those are, of course, you know, still subject to, well, what happens when the collar breaks loose? What happens when the signal's blocked? Gary, so it's not a total solution. We're running out of time, but the last thing I want to ask you, as people are traveling more and more with their dogs, and right. since the U.S. standards are different from the European or Canadian standards, what do people need to know? Well, look, the best, uh, you know, the best solution for an individual that's traveling on a global basis is going to be traveling overseas with their pet or even to Canada, um, you don't need to go overseas, um, is, is in fact to make sure you have an ISO, what's called an ISO, or 134.2 kilohertz microchip uh, implanted in the pet. And Home Again provides um, that now? Home again does absolutely. There are several others again the, of our competitors who offer the the ISO we, chip. So yeah, that chip is going to be record. Go ahead, sorry, Brian. We're just liking you more and more. Yeah, no, uh, Gary, you do, you do good work. <laughs> one of the one of the difficulties people have too is with small dogs and small cats, where yeah. I have implanted them, and every time they pet, now the goal is to get it between the the shoulder blades, right? Right. Because that's where it can mm -hmm. just kind of sit there, and it will get covered over with what scar tissue over time. And this is tiny, Gary. This isn't. This is a, what the size of a grain of rice. Is that how? That's you, right. So it's very small. But when you have a three or four pound pet, a lot of people then start petting them, and they, I've had people come back and they say, I can't feel this anymore. I want this. You know, I, I've actually gone in and removed it because they were just tired of touching it. So I almost wish that there was a, you know, small, medium, large or something where <laughs> we could, we could, you know, appease everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it is. A, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Gary. We need to uh, go to break again, but we'd like to thank you with Gary McPhee from Home Again. You can get information on the Home Again microchip at homeagain.com. Yeah, All keep right. keep going, and I love this this blood glucose thing, guys. And also, the American Animal <laughs> Hospital Association has petmicrochiplookup.org. There are only three organizations that have signed up for this. Home Again is one of them. So if you're thinking about getting a microchip, make sure they're on the American Animal Hospital Association database list. So this can be compiled, and hopefully the other two companies will come on board. So we can look up one database, and this is shelters, veterinarians. So if your pet is found, 
it's easy to uh, get back together with you. Gary, before we end, anything you'd like to say? No, I just, uh, I guess I just wanted to uh, reemphasize the microchip is uh, obviously the important first step. Make sure that the pet owner information gets enrolled, right? So right. very important if you're a veterinarian, make sure the enrollment forms are filled out or the information is entered on the website before the client leaves the office. And if you're a consumer, make sure that's the first thing you do when you get home. Well, we've changed you to get that. your pet owner information in the database. Very important. We've changed our, a lot of people have changed their tunes on that where we're now doing it on behalf of the clients. Yeah, because that's the best approach they, for sure. They would go home with the chip, and they'd have the paperwork, and it would just get put in a drawer, and it was never getting done. Yeah, and that's I, right. Everybody, go to homeagain.com. Look up the different benefits on what they're offering, because this is a little bit more than just microchipping your dog or cat and then being able to look up in a database. There are some benefits here that I think uh, Home Again should be very proud of. Gary, I want to thank you on behalf of everybody, our listeners, for educating us today on the microchipping, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. Happy Easter. Right. See you guys. It's Dr. Jim with Brian. Listen to Great Pets Radio. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have one of my favorite people, Karen from Kachiko, on with us. Let's see if we can't get some pet adopted. We'll talk a little bit about being a foster parent, too. We'll be back. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back. You're with Brian Kilcommons and Jim McKiernan, and we have Karen from Cochico on the line. Hey, Karen. Good morning. How are you, darling? Good. How are you doing? Good. How'd that fundraiser go? Very well. It was um, sold out, and it was great. Well done. Yeah. Um, we had Margaret from Summersworth said she had a complete ball, and uh, she uh, she said it was a terrific time. Lots of dessert, definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, sugar and fat. Who would think? Uh, hey, any pit bull mixes in there? We have actually about four or five of them right now. Oh, good. I'm coming by this afternoon. I'm going to work with them. Oh, okay. Good. You know, I'm just tired of this junk. They're such nice dogs. You they're heard about what's going on in Lynn, right? I didn't. Oh, they're trying to pass uh, breed-specific legislation. Oh, no. Evidently, the city fathers can't read. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, it's just ridiculous. So That's too bad. We've I'm, got some great ones here. Well, I'm going to play with some of those dangerous dogs. You know, oh, in good. their dreams. <laughs> anyway, who do you got up for adoption? Um, I have another dangerous dog, a Rottweiler. Okay. Dangerous. Bad. Um, her name is Puff, um, named because they said she was a powder puff. And she's a Roddy Lab mix, and she's she's fantastic. How old is she? She's about three. Okay. Already spayed, um, good with kids, cats, dogs. What do you like about her? Um, I like that she's just so 
just calm and at ease with everything. She's not riled up by anything. Oh, isn't that so nice to it's so nice to be around, you know? It just yeah, having really a pet nice. like that just makes life so easy. Yes, yes. and three years old is perfect age. It's still a young dog. Yeah. What's what's no. the uh what's the name? I'm sorry. Did you mention Puff. it? Puff. P U F F. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I think of flatulence, but <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> so let's let's get Puff adopted. Get up there today. Uh what's the number? Um, 749-5322. And, you know, the other thing, you, you know, here's the thing I, I want people to know, too, is that, you know, you sort of are cherry-picking the nice ones, and we don't need to always do that. There are other dogs and cats there, but when Karen finds one that she likes, they're really, it's the pick of the litter. So if you can get up and get, get a hold of this dog, you, you're going to be and, in good and shape. And what time are you up until, Karen? We're here till 4 today. Nice. Hey, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have lunch and then come by and play with some dogs. Fantastic. Hey, Karen, before we let you go, I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to reach out to our listening audience a little bit about a program that you offer of being a foster parent. Can you, because I know that some people, and one of which a lady I talked to recently said, I'd love to do something for the shelter, but other than dropping, out, dropping off food, and I can't make it up there. Talk to people about how they can become a foster and how important it is to your mission. Yeah, um, basically, our, we, we need more room, essentially, and to have these animals that aren't ready for a new home, they can go to a foster home where they get cared for until they're either old enough, healthy enough, um, or, you know, just overall good enough to go home to their next home permanently. How long would they be at a foster home, usually? Um, is there a generally, the maximum is about eight to nine weeks, and that would be like a litter of kittens or puppies, um, or if someone is recovering from a surgical procedure, things like that. Or problem dogs. Or dogs that need more attention. Or even a cat with a bad upper respiratory infection, right? You can yeah. give it antibiotics. Yeah. So it, it really, it helps you, doesn't it? it hey, it's great. Hey, it Karen, if we can help fun. here, I'll, I'll offer you this. All right? Okay. If you want to get some new foresters in, Jim and I will come in. He'll do medicine. I'll do behavior. Listen, the other thing I want to tell you <laughs> is that every single adoption that goes out of, like, for Puff today gets a free uh, grooming at uh, Canine Chaos. Canine Chaos. We love them. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Karen. Thanks. You've been listening to the Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.